0: Compass Media Networks, this is America's First News. This morning with your host, Gordon Deal. Targeted in the Red Sea. Good morning, I'm Gordon Deal along with Jennifer Koschenko on this Monday, December 4th. Glad you could be with us. Here's what we have for you this hour. In
1: a possible escalation of the war between Israel and Hamas, an American Navy vessel and three commercial ships came under attack from Houthi rebels.
0: Israel is instructing Gaza civilians to move away from the southern areas it plans to target. Fighting resumed following a seven-day truce. The
1: U.S. Air Force says divers have located a significant portion of Osprey aircraft that crashed last week off Japan.
0: And the unusual showings that are drawing people to theaters, in addition to movies.
2: I mean, new movies are certainly there, but certainly are old movies. Uh, Operas from the Metropolitan Opera are screening these days. Films that are really just kind of like targeting a niche audience, especially when it comes to religious films. Basically, what we're looking at is a landscape where theaters are desperate for what they call products.
0: Eric Schwartzel at the Wall Street Journal on religious dramas and opera singers, helping keep theaters afloat. The Pentagon says a U.S. Navy destroyer has shot down three drones during a sustained attack in the Red Sea. The military says ballistic missiles fired by Yemen's Houthi rebels struck three commercial ships yesterday in the Red Sea. The Houthis, backed by Iran, claimed two of the attacks. The USS Carney, a Navy destroyer, detected a ballistic uh, ballistic missile fired from Houthi-controlled areas of Yemen at a ship flagged from the Bahamas. The missile hit near the ship. Central Command says shortly after the Kearney, shot down a drone headed its way although it's not clear if the destroyer was the target pennsylvania republican congressman dan muser on fox news
3: we need to
4: have not just proportional responses but we're the heavyweight here we need to have stronger than just proportional responses
0: A Houthi military spokesman says the Houthis would continue to prevent Israeli ships from sailing in the Red Sea and the Arabian Sea until Israel's military, quote, stops its aggression in Gaza. Israel's military says its forces are confronting Hamas fighters across the Gaza Strip. Earlier today, it posted to social media a statement with new orders for Gazans to move away from the southern areas it plans to target, using three arrows on a map, all pointing to where people should go. Israel says it is defining safe areas for Gaza civilians, but UN officials and people in Gaza tell Reuters that it's difficult to heed these orders in real time given patchy internet access and unreliable electricity. Those instructions push most of the population into an ever smaller patch of territory bordering Egypt, which has refused to let in civilians in any significant numbers. Ron Dermer, Israeli Minister of Strategic Affairs, on ABC's This Week.
2: I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know if it's weeks. I don't know if it's going to be months. But it's going to take as long as it's going to take, because we're not going to allow what happened on October 7th to happen again.
0: Residents say bombardments from warplanes and artillery were concentrated on Khan Yunis and Rafa, another city in Gaza South. Israeli government spokesperson Elon Levy said the military had struck more than 400 targets over the weekend. The U.S. Air Force announced earlier today that divers from the U.S. military and Japan had located a significant portion of the fuselage of an Osprey aircraft that crashed five days ago in southwest Japan. CBS News was first to report it. More from this morning's Mike Gavin.
3: CBS News and its outlets in Japan say the submerged wreckage, which includes the cockpit of the aircraft, contains the bodies of five of the eight crew members who were on board. Only one of the crew members' remains had been found previously, identified last week by U.S. Air Force Special Operations Command as Staff Sergeant Jacob Gallagher, the 24-year-old father from Massachusetts, had been assigned to the 43rd Intelligence Squadron. He is survived by his wife and two sons, aged two and seven weeks.
0: Gordon. Thank you, Mike. Last Wednesday's crash of the U.S. Air Force CV-22 was the first ever fatal Osprey accident in Japan. The aircraft, assigned to Yokota Air Base in Tokyo, had been on a training flight. It departed from Marine Corps Air Station Iwakuni in the Yamaguchi Prefecture, but then requested an emergency landing on the tiny island of Yakushima just before crash, uh, crashing off its shore. Dell's Cyber Monday event is their biggest sale of the year. Shop limited-time deals on laptops like the stylish, innovative XPS 13, engineered to do it all on the Intel Evo platform. Plus, save big on ultra-sharp monitors and top-brand accessories. Shop now at dell.com slash deals to take advantage of huge savings and free shipping. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. Thanks for spending time with us. Welcome into Monday. Despite all the bad news we've heard from the Middle East since the Hamas terror attack on Israel in early October, there is some comparatively good news. Insight from Rick Newman, senior columnist at Yahoo Finance. Rick, your take.
4: Well, I mean, it's disturbing news every day with regard to the war between Israel and Hamas and the hostages being released, and then there are hostages not being released. The war is probably going to resume after this. A week-long or so period of uh, cessation of hostilities, but there are also some other bad things that have not happened. And uh, the first thing I think it's worth pointing to is uh, Iran has not escalated this conflict. And at this point, more than a more than a month into it, I guess six weeks or so into it, I think we can. Um, I don't want to say safely conclude. I think you should never safely conclude anything about the Middle East. Yeah. But it does appear that Iran does not want uh, to, to escalate or at least to be seen as responsible for some kind of escalation. And there's an important unseen hand here, Gordon, and it's China. Um, China has become more influential in the Middle East, and um, many people may not know this, but China basically buys all of Iran's oil. Um, they, so there have been sanctions on Iran relating to its nuclear weapons program China does not abide by those sanctions so Iran is able to sell all of its oil to China Iran has been selling a little bit more oil it's an important uh, producer of oil and guess what the Biden administration doesn't mind that Iranian oil production is up and the reason is even if it's selling all that oil to China um, it, it goes into the global market and it means that uh, oil from other sources that may have gone to China might be going elsewhere. And it just helps keep prices down. So the most important economic metric you can look at wow. with regard to uh, how much is the Israel-Hamas war affecting financial markets is oil prices. And they have not budged. In fact, they, they're they about right where they were uh, the day before Uh, Hamas uh, went into Israel and murdered all those people.
0: Wow. We're speaking with Rick Newman, senior columnist at Yahoo Finance. He's written a piece about some of the things that have gone right in the Middle East. Uh, Another thing you referenced here was this kind of this this U.S. military flexing its muscle in the Middle East.
4: Yep. Uh, Two aircraft carrier battle groups, uh, more land-based fighter jets, Uh, the clear messaging from the United States to mainly this is all to Iran 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 is kind of behind all the bad stuff that happens in the Middle East especially these militias that don't really belong to any state but they're supported by Iran and they want to attack and eradicate Israel well um, uh, you know uh, so there were some of these militia attacks on U.S. uh, forces based in the region uh, for a period of time Uh, the U.S. I mean I think this is important so the, the U.S. response to that was what, what you would call proportionate. Um, the United States did not start going off and saying, hey, we're going to bomb Tehran, uh, we're going to wipe out uh, the Iranian oil industry, as some people said uh, the United States should be doing instead. There were these proportionate attacks back on the, uh, on the areas where these attacks, where these missiles were fired at U.S. troops and so on. And that now seems to be dying down, and I think it's, imp- I mean, sometimes you have to look at the, you know, the dog that didn't bark and the things that are not happening. Yeah. Now, I say this with every caveat in the world, because given that it's the Middle East, something could blow up the second we sure. end this discussion. Um, but um, things are settling down beyond the uh, Israel-Hamas region, between Israel and Palestine. Beyond that, beyond those borders, things are settling down. And let's hope it stays that way.
0: Thought it was interesting too. You said uh, it's notable that no Middle East countries have cut ties with Israel.
4: Right. So lots of protest in Arab capitals, uh, especially as the horrifying civilian death count in Gaza has soared. But there has been no Arab country. So there have been a couple, I think, that recalled their ambassadors. But nobody has said we're, no, Nobody who has diplomatic relations with Israel has said we are ending diplomatic relations with Israel.
0: Thanks, Rick. Rick Newman, senior columnist at Yahoo Finance, 20 minutes after the hour on This Morning. Here's Jennifer Kashenka. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one. Talks
1: between Israel and Hamas to hand over hostages held in Gaza in return for a pause in fighting there have stalled while Israeli forces step up attacks and direct the Palestinians in the enclave to move into a narrower strip of land. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby on ABC about Israel's resumption of fighting.
4: We believe that they have been receptive to our messages here in terms of trying to minimize civilian casualties.
1: Israel recalled its negotiating team from Qatar on Saturday after it said talks had reached an impasse. Mediators continue to seek a compromise.
0: Number two. Dallas
1: police say four people were killed in their home Sunday by a neighbor who walked in and started shooting when officers arrived they found five people had been shot three adults died at the scene while a 15 year old female and a one-year-old boy were taken to a hospital where the one-year-old succumbed to his injuries the motive for the shooting is not known the suspect is still being sought
0: number three the supreme
1: court today will hear arguments over a nationwide settlement with oxycontin maker purdue pharma that would shield members of the sackler family who own the company from civil lawsuits over the toll of opioids. Mike Quinn, attorney for a woman who lost her son to a drug overdose, told ABC his client is seeking a jury trial.
3: In a way, this case is about deterrence. It's about holding corporate leaders and owners accountable for their business decisions. The
1: agreement hammered out with state and local governments and victims would provide billions of dollars to combat the opioid epidemic. But the justices put the settlement on hold during the summer in response to objections from the Biden administration. A four-team college football playoff was supposed to eliminate some of the controversy about crowning a national champion at the end of the season, but this year there are a lot of unhappy people in Florida selected for the field, Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama. That means Florida State, a major conference champion that wrapped up an undefeated season, was left out. Up until this year, no undefeated conference champion had ever been left out of the four-team field. FSU coach Mike Norville said he was disgusted and infuriated by the snub
0: understandably yes how
1: they put them into the top four <laughs> last week i know
0: terrible yep. terrible for fsu thank you jen thanks for spending time with us welcome into monday many retailers are extending holiday shopping discounts to record levels and for longer periods so much so that the research firm lseg says anything less than a 40 percent discount is just standard now here's barty scott deputy editor at business insider Barty, what have you found?
5: Yeah, so what we found is um, it was a, a research report from the London Stock Exchange Group talking about how at this time of year especially, but year-round, retailers really try to draw people in with sale. Um, and they may say 15% off, 20% off. But this research report found that unless you're getting 40% off, doing it on Black Friday or on Cyber Monday or this, you know, the holiday sales that are probably coming up, is not really worth it? Cause you could just get that sale any other time of the year. Oh so goodness. keeping in mind like 40% is what you're really looking for.
0: Jeez. All right. So I, I presume that uh, retailers are still making a profit at 40% or is this more like clearance or let's get you in the door at least and sell you something else? Like, what is this?
5: That's a good question. They must be, you know, this would only be worth it if they, if it was helping their bottom line. Um, and One thing they're trying to do by offering sales longer rather than just one day of Black Friday or Cyber Monday, that helps their business because it helps the supply chains uh, to keep going steadily rather than get backed up. You know, we know from a couple years ago, supply chains can get backed up and it can cause all kinds of shortages and delays and customers get mad. And so one thing they're thinking about now is lengthening the, the sales for their own benefit so their supply chains stay steady.
0: Yeah, it's almost like a Black Friday or Cyber Monday might occur every month.
5: Exactly. Because
0: <laughs> it's so stretched out. Well, yeah, let, let's not revisit those uh, those supply chain issues. Um, so um, b- bring into the the idea of deflation here and how that might factor into this.
5: Right. We're not used to hearing lately that prices are going down for anything. But actually, because of some of the discounts and the fact that inflation has slowed, we're seeing, especially for items like toys, electronics, TVs, um, some of the prices are actually lower than they were a year ago.
0: Mm. We're speaking with Barty Scott, Deputy Editor at Business Insider. They've got a story called, A Sale Isn't Worth It Anymore Unless You're Getting 40% Off. Um, so where do you find this, by the way? Do you look at like only certain retailers or specific items or just anywhere?
5: So the the items we're seeing with the best sales and the even lower prices than a year ago are, you know, toys, apparel, smartphones, electronics. And it was interesting, this London Stock Exchange research group or research report that we found mentioned that sometimes in-person sales are actually going to be deeper this year. So many people, you know, are doing their Black Friday and Cyber Monday shopping, of course, online. But if you go to the store, you might actually find um, some better sales.
0: That's interesting. Do we know why? That's
5: a good question. I'm not sure the answer to that. It could be they're trying to, again, keep their supply chains moving and that anything they've already ordered is already in the store. So they've, you know, they shipped it here and they want to get it out. So they're willing to put it on sale.
0: Thanks, Barty. Barty Scott, Deputy Editor at Business Insider. Did you know traditional bed sheets harbor as much bacteria as a toilet seat? The germs in your sheets can cause acne, allergies, stuffy noses, and other gross ailments. Fears, though, that you can put to bed with Miracle-Made bedsheets. Miracle-Made uses silver infused fabrics inspired by NASA that are thermoregulating to keep you at a perfect temperature all night. Miracle-Made is self-cleaning, self-cooling, luxurious, eco-friendly bedding designed to protect your skin for more restorative rest. My wife and I love them. Now, my listeners can have a clean night's sleep while saving over 40% and sleep cool all summer and warm all winter. The website, TryMiracle.com Gordon. Claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% at checkout. Miracle-Made products are backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, the website, TryMiracle.com slash Gordon. TryMiracle.com slash Gordon to save big. You can sleep cool, comfy, and clean. Miracle-Made bedding, NASA-inspired for out-of-this-world comfort. Sleep clean with Miracle exclusive stories and unique perspectives you're listening to america's first news this morning with gordon deal Thanks for spending time with us. Welcome into Monday, December 4. Gordon Deal, Jennifer kashenka some of our top stories and headlines. Commercial ships targeted in the Red Sea by Houthi rebels in Yemen. A possible escalation of the Israel-Hamas war. Israel tells more Gazans to evacuate as it moves forces in the south of Gaza. A large part of the Osprey aircraft that crashed off Japan last week has been found along with The remains of American crew members. Wall Street Journal says Spotify is laying off 17% of staff. Third round of cuts recently. Packers over the Chiefs in Sunday Night Football. And the California mom who's gone viral for the purging of her fridge. That story in about 20 minutes. Across the country, theater owners and studio executives are trying to crack the question of what draws moviegoers back to the multiplex. One answer that it's emerged... Stuff they don't associate with the multiplex. Here's Eric Schwartzel, film industry reporter at The Wall Street Journal. Eric, explain.
2: You know, it's funny. If you, if you look at what might be showing at your local theater, uh, I mean, new movies are certainly there, but certainly are old movies. Uh, operas from the Metropolitan Opera are screening these days. Um, films that are really just kind of like targeting a niche audience, especially when it comes to religious films basically what we're looking at is a landscape where theaters are desperate for what they call product right things to put on screen and the studios aren't delivering as many movies as they once did and so they're filling the gap with all kinds of different programming in some cases even TV shows the small screen is being put on the big screen in order to fill out these auditoriums
0: yeah why do we like this we've already seen it I feel like
2: well I think you know I think part of it is uh, is it in some cases, this is the only place where you can see some of these things so so for instance there's a there's a pretty popular series out of the Metropolitan Opera where they film the operas and you can go and see a really sophisticated produced version of the show. Obviously, that's something you cannot see unless you're traveling to New York and seeing it in person. So in some cases, there's a novelty there. I think in others, you know, in the course of reporting this story, I went to see. a 25th anniversary print of Saving Private Ryan. Now, I saw that movie when it came out in theaters 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. I hadn't seen it since. I certainly could have watched it at home on Netflix, but I think I probably would have been looking at my phone, having to take the dog out. You know, thinking about whether or not I wanted to get a cup of coffee. And there's something <laughs> about the immersion and, and the sort of no distractions of big screen that I think some people are realizing they, they miss in a, in a world where they're constantly second screening at home.
0: Hmm. We're speaking with Eric Schwartzel, Hollywood reporter at The Wall Street Journal. His story is called Dirty Dancing, Religious Dramas, and Opera Singers Are Saving the Movies. How about uh, the Eras Tour from Taylor Swift in theaters? Has that opened people's eyes to kind of alternative programming at, at multiplexes?
2: Exactly, and you use, you use the phrase that comes up a lot, alternative programming, right? What, what else can they put into theaters that will sell tickets, importantly sell popcorn and soda at the concession stand, and just sort of keep people in the habit of going to the theaters? And, and the Taylor Swift Eras Tour concert That has just been sort of magnitudes above, you know, the Saving Private Ryan Anniversary Edition, right? I mean, it's it's, it's nearing $200 million at the domestic box office, um, really setting records for for that kind of programming. And I think we're going to see more of that. It's it's going to be hard to imagine anything matching that level of enthusiasm. But the Beyoncé tour movie is opening in a couple weeks here, if not next week. And I think, you know, talking to exhibitors, I think they're keen to get more concerts into circulation as well.
0: Wow. This company you mentioned in your piece, Fathom Events, uh, that provides sort of this uh, alternative-type programming for theaters. What do they do? What do they offer?
2: Well, Fathom is the leading provider of this kind of alternative programming. They're the ones who are booking dozens of titles a year. Um, A lot of times, it's the... You know those classic titles like the Saving Private Ryan's of the world. Um, A lot of times it's the opera. They also have had a real, a real success in the faith-based world, where they are putting into theaters these religious movies that really kind of micro-target church communities. And and I think it's important to note that these folks aren't setting box office records, but for what they're doing, they're making solid profit. And. And I think also what the, the reason that their moment has sort of come is because they're filling a gap that studios are leaving open for theaters.
0: Wow. What was the, uh, what's the Winnie the Pooh horror movie or something that's out there?
2: Oh, yeah. No, no, some, some folks have asked about that. So, so earlier this year, there was a film uh, you may have missed, I think most people did, called <laughs> Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey. And it's an independent horror film that is taking advantage of the fact that Winnie the Pooh is a character that has slipped into the public domain. And so for several years, I mean from for most for most of the character's history, Disney was not going to allow a kind of homicidal version of one of their characters to hit screens, <laughs> yes. but since it's gone into the public domain, some enterprising filmmakers have taken advantage of that and turned Uh, I haven't seen the film, but it's my understanding it's turned the bear into a homicidal maniac.
0: Thanks, Eric. Eric Schwartzel, film industry reporter at The Wall Street Journal.
3: Today's Mic Drop is brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Thanks for spending time with us. Welcome into Monday. It is
0: time now for the Mic Drop with this morning's Mike Gavin. Good
3: morning. Well, it's that time of year when we rewatch our holiday favorites and in some cases discover things we never noticed the first 30 times we watch them. This year, it's Home Alone's turn, where a TikToker's gone viral for pointing out just how much the price of groceries has gone up since the classic movie was released in 1990. Jeffrey Lyons broke down Kevin's shopping list and determined how much he would have to spend if he showed up at the register with this cart in 2023. Now, in Kevin's cart was a TV dinner, a loaf of Wonder Bread, frozen mac and cheese, cling wrap, a half gallon of milk, Tide laundry detergent, toilet paper, a half gallon of orange juice, some dryer sheets, and a pack of army men. After all the items are rung up, Kevin hands a $1 coupon to Sally, the store clerk, for the orange juice, after which his total is $19.83. Jeffrey then went through and totaled up how much Kevin's groceries would be now, and it's pretty eye-popping, costing him around $68 with tax, a 248% increase. Commenters had plenty to say about the revelation, with one joking that a $100 bill is the new $20 bill. Another joked grimly that the cashier's wage is probably still about the same. Another person pointed out that 1983 is equal to about $46.68 in today's dollars, so it's not just inflation. That's the culprit. Ah, oh, okay. cost of mm. living built in there also, I guess. Uh, yeah. 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 So, and then companies, you know, raising prices. Right. Far beyond. Right. Somewhat far beyond, or, further beyond our means than they have before. Right. Clever. TV dinner. I can't think of the last time I had a TV dinner. Yeah. I mean, I guess that was still a thing, like, yeah. in the early 90s or so. But I think we've we've mostly retired the TV dinners yeah. at, at this point. They're not I as think... much of a staple as they used to be.
0: I think you could still find them, like, in the grocery section of, of, of. I mean, in the frozen yeah. section yeah. of grocery stores, but that is just not really a yeah. thing, They're I don't still think.
3: around. They've been pushed out because there's so many more, I think, frozen options now yeah. than there were back then. You can heat up so many different things. Yeah. I think microwaves, microwaves, in a lot of ways, just kind of killed the TV dinner because yeah. you can heat up almost anything in a microwave yeah. and you don't have to be sort of relegated to this stale TV dinner. Miss that Salisbury steak. Oh, I mean, right? the, yeah. And that little don't brownie, that know. little <laughs> dessert. Yes. That wasn't bad either. <laughs> and another thing that's changed since 1990, Kevin's order is rung up by a real-life human instead of having to scan it himself. We know how prevalent self-checkouts become in recent years, and there's even a party to celebrate. A Walmart self-checkout employee Christmas party is scheduled for this Saturday, and it looks like it's going to be a rager. The event was scheduled on Facebook Live, and as of now, has over 86,000 people saying they are going, and another 390,000 people interested. The event was created by a Facebook humor page called Good Old Dad Jokes, and the event's description says that any Anyone who has used a Walmart self-checkout in 2023 is invited to, quote, come celebrate with your fellow checkers. There's also a disclaimer that this event is not associated with Walmart mm. in any way. When you said 86,000
0: going, yeah. I immediately thought that could fill a stadium. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be a be bad stadium. idea, right? Right?
3: Concert. Rent out MetLife Stadium here in New Jersey, yeah. it of work out well.
0: Speaking of which, yeah. I went to the Jets game yesterday. Oh, yeah. Since my son has a partial season ticket plan, <laughs> he brought me along, and you survived. I fell asleep <laughs> while seated in the stadium. At the Jets game. While being pelted with rain, too, right? Well, I had some shelter. Oh, okay. And we were protected with weatherproof gear and all that. <laughs> that just sums up New York football f- in a nutshell this year, doesn't I it? I fell asleep. Oh, boy. For like a minute or two during <laughs> the Jets game. Thanks, Mike. Today's pop music can be life-saving, at least to a certain extent. The American Heart Association says the song You're Losing Me by Taylor Swift that you just heard, and Virgo's Groove by Beyonce both have the right tempo for hands-only CPR. In a social media post yesterday, the AHA says, hands-only CPR has just two steps. If you see a teen or adult collapse, call 911, and then push hard and fast at 100 to 120 beats per minute. Well, both of those songs have between 100 and 120 beats per minute, which is the speed in which chest compressions should be performed. So humming those songs or singing them can help you stay on proper CPR Pace. Other songs that made the American Heart Association list from those two artists are Beyonce's Break My Soul and Taylor's Welcome to New York and Sparks Fly eight minutes in front of the hour on This Morning. Once again, here's Jennifer Koschenko. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one.
1: A U.S. destroyer and three commercial ships operating in the Red Sea came under drone and ballistic missile attacks, marking the most significant escalation of a weeks-long military attack on ships operating in those waters. In two instances yesterday, the USS Kearney came under attack, including while responding to distress calls from nearby commercial ships that face missile attacks. iran based backed Houthi forces in Yemen claimed responsibility. Republican Senator Pete Ricketts of Nebraska on Fox.
4: What you have to have is a strong strategy. I think that uh, since October 17th, there have been 75 attacks by Iranian-based proxies on our soldiers, not just these Houthi attacks, these add to them, and we've had very little response back, and that's
1: what we have to change. The Pentagon pointed part of the blame at Iran. Number two, Ukrainian officials have launched an investigation into allegations Russian forces killed surrendering Ukrainian soldiers, a war crime if confirmed after grainy footage on social media appeared to show two uniformed men being shot at close range after emerging from a dugout. The video shows the servicemen, one of them with his hands up, walking out at gunpoint and lying down on the ground before a group of Russian troops appear to open fire. It was not immediately possible to verify the video's authenticity or the circumstances in which it was filmed, and it was unclear when the incident took place.
0: Number three. New
1: York police fatally shot a man Sunday after he allegedly stabbed four family members. Set a building on fire and stabbed two police officers. Police were called to a home in Queens around 5 a.m. after receiving a 911 call from a woman who said her cousin was killing her family. NYPD Chief Jeff Madry.
3: Our 28 year veteran is able to draw his firearm, he's able to discharge his weapon to stop the assault and he was able to stop the, the
1: perpetrator. The 38-year-old suspect Courtney Gordon appeared to be in the home visiting family from the Bronx. Beyonce's concert film dominated the box office in its debut weekend with $21 million in ticket sales. Renaissance outpaced several other newly released feature films including Godzilla Minus One, a Japanese film that took in $11 million. The concert film also held off Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes now in its third week. The Lionsgate feature took in another 14 and a half million.
0: All right. Thank you, Jen. Dell's Cyber Monday event is their biggest sale of the year. Shop limited time deals on laptops like the stylish, innovative XPS 13 engineered to do it all on the Intel Evo platform. Plus save big on ultra sharp monitors and top brand accessories. Shop now at dell.com slash deals to take advantage of huge savings and free shipping. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. Thanks for being with us. A California family's disagreement over expiration dates has caused laughter across the Internet. Los Angeles resident Alana Barron posted a TikTok showing what happened when her family decided to clean out her mom's fridge over Thanksgiving. The video quickly went viral with over 13 million views.
1: You it's not no, wrong. You are not okay. <laughs> Get out of the couch, no. No. no more. No, we're <laughs>
0: Today.com says it's the annual refrigerator purge. Her mom, Maria, continues to protest as more bottles are taken out of the fridge. A bottle of Sriracha with a best before date of August 2018. A murky bottle of clam juice and blue cheese olives that expired in 2022. She tries to keep an unopened bottle of yellowing artichoke dip from being tossed into the garbage to audible protests. In making her case for saving the older items, Maria gesticulates wildly with her hands saying, have you died yet? No. (laughs) For Jennifer Koshenka and Mike Gavin, I'm Gordon Deal. Thanks for listening to this morning, America's First News.